Good morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Chris, and I'm one of the pastors here at Ashford Vineyard. Um, I'd just like to start by making a little nod to Chris Kimmons's T-shirt that you may have seen. And so congratulations to all of you Liverpool supporters out there. Um, I'm sure you're celebrating hard, championes and all of that. Many years of hurt and waiting. Because yes. the European trophies don't count, apparently. It's just the league that mattered this time <laughs> round. Um, so, yeah, I know there are some people jumping on the Liverpool bandwagon at the moment, so congratulations to you all. I hope you're celebrating properly. Um, yeah. Um, and I just want to thank um, you all for, um, for being with us at the moment. This is such a difficult time, a unique time we're going through at the moment, and seeing the communities that have sprung up around Ashford and the circles that have kept running online. And I just want to particularly thank Chris and Nick as well for leading us through all of this while I've got the opportunity to do that publicly in front of everyone. These guys have done an awesome job and um, we've, we've been holding unwaveringly to bringing life to Ashford in everything that's going on. And um, Chris and Nick have led us amazingly in that as well. This morning, I want to ask you a question. Um, it's a question that God's been asking me repeatedly during this lockdown period, to the extent that I kept writing it down in my journal a few times, and it hasn't gone away, so I thought I should deal with it and start um, actually asking him, what do you mean by this, some more? And the question is, where have you rooted yourself? What are your roots growing into? Now, when Vic and I moved into our first house in Ashford um, uh, three, three years ago now, uh, we um, did all the decorating we needed to around the house and um, decided we'd start some work on the garden in that summer. And a third of our garden, as it was then, was a massive three-tiered pond, like a celebration to all things pond. So there were waterfalls, there were gnomes fishing, there were, I think the previous owner had got rid of all the fish, but um, there were beautiful plants all around it, and Vic and I decided, you know what, that wasn't for us to maintain and keep, so we decided to get rid of all of that and turf it over. Um, but, so we set hard at work, and um, if you can imagine the heat we'd had this week, that was Vic and I out in our garden, a couple of years ago now, digging all the sleepers up, pulling it all out, um, filling in the pond and all of that. But there was one tree. It was like a tree. It was like a big bush. I hadn't quite appreciated how hard work it would be to remove that from the garden. It was called a broom, and I didn't even know what a broom was until I had to look it up. But, as in not a sweeping broom, I knew what one of those was, but the plant. <laughs> um, and Vic will... Um, Vic will tell you the story but as well, but probably in a different way to me. But it became my nemesis for a period of time as I managed to chop all the top off so the, the branches and the, the, the leaves and everything had come off, but I could not get the stump and all the roots out of the ground. The roots had gone absolutely everywhere across the garden. And every time I dug more, there seemed to be another root and another root and another root to the extent that um, I had to literally get some special stump killer to pour on the on the stump and the root so that I could dig it out of the ground. And that, God reminded me of that as he was asking me about the question where I've rooted myself. And actually, um, it's led, this very question has led to me researching some more about tree roots, actually. Not that I'm an expert now in trees. 
I even found myself reading the Journal of Arboriculture, um, which was fascinating for about 10 minutes. Um, to all of those tree experts out there, I'm really sorry, and I'm sorry if I'm not communicating this as well as I said, but the concept of rooting ourselves and trees being rooted became one that fascinated me for a, a little while. So tree roots provide stability and provide nutrients to any plant or tree. You can chop the, the rest of the tree off, you can get, get rid of it, but whilst the roots are in place, there's always the possibility of regrowth. And the best way to, to kill a plant or to, to, um, to get rid of it is to infect its roots and completely remove those. Now we have a dahlia um, growing in a pot in our garden that um, over the last couple of years um, has bloomed beautifully but then died right back to literally at one point just a twig in the soil to the extent I was about to get rid of it. But Vic and I thought, no, we'll, we'll leave it and see what happens. And even when the beautiful flowers begin to grow and come back every year and they die off again, that, that single effectively stick um, and all the roots underneath it stay there. As you can see, my horticultural knowledge is through the roof. So I apologise to the likes of Dave Rowe out there, who I know loves his garden, and MJ. They have a beautiful garden, by the way. Um, uh, Vic and I like gardening, but it's not our main passion in life, I would say. But um, we do love, yeah, we love the flowers that we've got there. And anyway, so the dahlia and the roots. The dahlia kept coming back, keeps coming back year after year after year. And plant, plant roots can grow anywhere, in the soil, on the surface of the soil, in the water, and even in the air in some exceptions. And except for the first formed root that respond to gravity, most roots don't grow in any particular direction. In fact, it's, um, the, the journal that I read described it as opportunistic in its timing and its orientation where they grow. The root growth takes place wherever they find what the plant needs, where it provides the water, oxygen, minerals, extra support, and the warmth necessary for the growth of that plant. And I've just got one more quote from you from that as well. A proper understanding of the structure and function of roots can help us become better gardeners and maximise the potential of any plant or tree. So I want to ask you this morning, how well do you understand where your roots are growing? How well do you understand where to put your roots to help you, to help you flourish and thrive? Now throughout the um, Old Testament, which is the first half of the Bible before, before Jesus, and it talks about God's people and God kind of um, gathering his people together and, and refers to them as, as Israel. But throughout that, prophets that come to speak to God's people refer to them as a vineyard. It happens a few times throughout the Old Testament. And this was an, an analogy that Jesus himself, when he came and spoke, adds to as he refers to himself as the true vine within that vineyard. I'm going to read that to you now. It's from the book of John, which is in the New Testament, which are the four, the four books about Jesus' life, and this is the fourth of those. This is from John chapter 15. This is Jesus speaking. I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me, 
by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. And the words I've spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. And you must continually let me, my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. When Jesus there talks about overflowing gladness, he talks about in the context of a cup that's filled up to the brim and then just keeps going and then keeps going and then keeps going so it pours out overflows so the joy that jesus experiences because he is the father's son will fill your hearts with overflowing spilling out gladness if you remain rooted in in him jesus is basically in this inviting us to remain rooted in him and his love for us and, and for us to let that be the thing that nourishes us, fills us with his joy, allows us to flourish, I can't say that word this morning, flourish and thrive and be as fruitful as we can be. Even when things get stripped away or buffeted like that dahlia that remains rooted in the ground, if we're rooted in the right soil and in the right place that's feeding us properly, then the circumstances that hit us in whatever season we find ourselves in, we'll keep growing, we'll keep being nourished, and we'll keep thriving and being fruitful. So we've reached the end of June 2020, and I want to take you back to December the 31st, 2019. And if I'd have asked you at that point where your roots were and how well they were feeding you, I wonder what your answer would have been. In hindsight, will they be ready for what had happened and was going to come in 2020? So much has happened this year already. How were you affected when you heard about the Australian fires? When Harry and Meghan left the royal family? Yes, that all happened in 2020. When Storm Chiara hit the country? When we actually left the EU and Brexit happened? 
How were you affected and being fed when you heard about the beginnings of a virus in China? When that moved a little closer to home, to Italy, to Spain? Or when the first cases were reported in the UK? Where were you getting fed when lockdown started? When you were homeschooling? When you had to queue to get into your local supermarket? when your child had to go into a new bubble, a new group of, of, of pupils and teachers at their school, when you heard about the over 43,000 lives that COVID-19 has claimed in this country, how are you being fed and nurtured when you heard about George Floyd being brutally murdered, when you saw pictures or maybe were involved in the Black Lives Matter protests, or even when you heard about those three men being stabbed in Reading. It's when we deal with the crises that come across us in our lives that our true attitudes, dependencies come out. So what is it that you've been placing your roots in to nourish you during this time? How has that been feeding you? Has it been feeding you healthily? Do you feel like you've, you've remained healthy during this time, that you've remained fruitful during this time? Where have you been laying your roots? Have you kept them in the true vine that, that is Jesus, or have you been putting them elsewhere? And I don't mean any of this to be a, a condemnation or a criticism. I think Jesus is just inviting us to completely be abiding in him, to spending time with him to looking to him as these things hit and buffet us and as the difficult times come. So what have you been rooting yourself in? What has been feeding you? I heard a stat this week that there's been a reported 25% increase in alcohol intake during lockdown. And there's not just alcohol, but other addictions out there, smoking, smoking gambling, food, have you been turning to these to feed yourself, to feed your soul? Use of the internet has skyrocketed. Have you been letting social media, tech, flipping Facebook, as Chris referred to it earlier, Instagram, TikTok, are these where you're placing your roots in and letting them feed you? Other people's opinions that you can read just by scrolling on your phone? Just, one, just on this point, it's absolutely wonderful that we have the techno technology we do and the way we're able to use that to connect. And we've used Whereby as a church and that's been fantastic for us and the rooms, the rooms that we have have allowed people to meet up and across all of our circles, Compassion Cafe, Alpha, Church Online as well has been such an amazing tool for us with our encounter evenings and Facebook Live as well has enabled us to reach people we never would have reached. But in all of this, it's so important to remember that tech should always be our servant, maybe even get up to level of a collaborator, but it should never become the master of, should never become the master and never be feeding us in that way. Had you previously rooted yourself in your workplace, or lack of work, your unemployment, had you placed your identity in the job that you did, 
And maybe now that's looking uncertain or maybe even gone. Have you rooted yourself in Netflix, Disney+, Plus, other TV, the news, the three months' worth of government briefings which have kept us tuning in at 5pm every day? It wouldn't surprise me if someone came out with a box set of those at some point, but I don't know if, <laughs> if I'd watch those. But <laughs> All of those things that we're allowing to feed us, the news cycles, the, the BBC News app, or even the BBC Sport app, now that's back again in full flow. Are you being fed by other people what they think of you, negatively or positively, trying to reach out for their approval, reach out for their love? Have you rooted yourself in an abusive relationship, in your family relationships, that you've become so dependent on them and you don't quite know what to do now they're the they're not as available to you as they were before. I'm not saying any of these things are necessarily or inherently bad on their own, or that we can work together with them and having amazing friends that speak into our lives is a great thing. But I think it's just worth a check to say, am I laying my roots in these things so firmly? Am I turning to them for comfort, for support, to feed me and to gain my value. And when everything else is stripped away or cut away, will those things actually sustain and help me grow and help me to be fruitful? And as we move into the second half of 2020, and life's going to start looking different again, I would love to encourage you to ask yourself the question, where are your roots going at the moment? There's absolutely... Oh no, I'm not going to I'm going to say what is stopping you ripping those up, gently lifting them out and replanting them somewhere else. Have you strayed into unhealthy territory and where in terms of watching Netflix or in terms of seeking approval of other people or scrolling Facebook before you go to bed every night letting that feed you? Jesus invites us to replant those roots into him as the true vine. He, talks, he uses the word abide in him in other translations. That means making the choice constantly to be connected with him and making the decision daily to root ourselves in God's love and who you are as a son or daughter. Abiding in, being in life union with, rooting ourselves in whatever phrase you want to use it's definitely an invitation from Jesus. Those of you who have said that you're yes to him have probably all got, already got some roots in there, but maybe have let the other roots stray into other things. How can we choose to expose ourselves to him more? What would it look like if we swapped Netflix for some time reading about him, praying, listening to worship music, what would it look like if we made a conscious decision to take some time to listen to what he's saying to us, being guided completely by him? What would happen if we stopped scrolling Facebook before we went to bed or when we got up first thing in the morning? Would that give us time to sleep properly, to focus on different things? And what if the last thing we do wasn't to look at a screen every day? 
but to spend time, maybe five, ten minutes praying, journaling, writing down what's happened during the day, what you're thankful for. Last night, um, a song came into my, into my head, and it's actually Endless Alleluia by Corey Asprey. And the, the, the song is bookended by two verses. And the first verse says, In the morning when I rise to meet you, in the morning when I lift my eyes, you're the only one I want to cling to. You're the first thought on my mind. And then the last verse, In the evening when I lay my head down, in the evening when I close my eyes, you're still the only one I want to cling to. You're the last thought on my mind. What would it look like if we were people that lived with those bookends to our day? He's the only one we want to cling to, the only one we want to get fed from, the only one we want nourishment from. The other stuff should just fade away compared to looking at him, turning our eyes on him. It's amazing that there are people across this country who are starting to search and beginning to incline towards God where they haven't before. Google have reported an increase in, of over 3 million searches for the word prayer since lockdown started. And there's been a 55% increase in the sale of Bibles. And these stats are just touching the surface of people beginning to explore a relationship with a father who loves them dearly. And I want to ask where you stand with that. As you root yourself in him, are you willing to take your place? and find out what it means to be completely rooted in Jesus in the true vine. Jesus said, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. As I said before, it's that joy, it's that fruitfulness that comes from choosing to be rooted in him. I think that's where he wants us to lay our roots down. And I by no means have any of this sorted yet. I'm still learning what that looks like. And I have to make a conscious decision every day. But I know the days that I choose to do that, the days where I start with a focus on, on him, the Wednesday mornings when I go to the encounter prayer at 7am, the days I choose to listen to the, the Lectio 365 um, app and readings that are on there. The days where I just stop and don't pick my phone up first thing and just say, God, what do you want to do today? I know they're the days I feel more connected, more in tune. And I know that he's waiting there for, for me and for you every morning to say, he's excited and going, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do together today, my son, my daughter? And that for me is what being rooted in Jesus looks like. 
So where you are right now, I just encourage you to stand up. That's the word for, as that Ruth sent through for this morning that she felt God was saying about breakthrough. So I've been preparing this. I think there's some, some roots that need pulling up for people. And I want to invite you right now, where you are, just to maybe hold your hands out in front of you. And ask Holy Spirit to come and speak to you. To come and show you those things in life, in your life at the moment, that maybe aren't feeding you in a healthy way. Father, we acknowledge this morning that we're your children. That you love us so much. Would you show us right now the things that are distracting us from who you are? Where we've put our roots in. And would you help us replant those roots back into you? And if you're someone this morning who's never planted their roots into Jesus, who's never said their yes to him, then I want to encourage you right now, if you'd like to do that, to just put your hand on your heart. Say, Jesus, thank you that I'm your son or your daughter. Thank you that you love me unconditionally. And I choose today to put my roots into you to be fed by you to be nourished by you thank you that you love me so much if you'd like prayer for anything um, a follow up if you've prayed that prayer for the first time this morning then please head over to church online the, the comments will come up in, the, in the, the, the address will come up in the comments know how blessed you are how loved you are and please join us at anything we've got going on this week. Check out our website to find out more. Have a great Sunday. Thank you for trusting us. And we'll see you at something soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.